In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films. Two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for... Mockbusters. But just one second, this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. Hello and welcome to episode seven of Mockbusters. Seven episodes. I know. One for each of the deadly sins. Is, is that what each episode has been? It's been a deadly sin each episode. Yeah, what what would last week have been? Last week would have been um Roth. Yeah, Roth. I suppose I, I guess the week before would have been Lust with the with all the naked men. Yeah, yeah. And I can't really be bothered to stick to this uh, pattern of going through all the episodes and figuring out what they are. Let's just agree that there was a pattern, but we don't we don't need to address it anymore. Email us in with the pattern <laughs> and you could win a virtual pat on the back. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, so we've done seven whole episodes now and seven genres. So this this genre wheel that I've got in the plot device is looking a lot less crowded than it did when we started. Yeah, I I can't even think what we initially suggested before putting the whole thing together. So I'm really unsure as to what's even still on there. There's some there's still some great ones in here though, so it's not it's not concerning, but we are going to have to start thinking of some more convoluted and specific perhaps film genres to uh, to tide us over for the rest of this season well maybe that is something that our lovely listeners could help us out with oh yes yeah, so we've been taking your uh, film title suggestions but if you've also got any suggestions for genres send them over and we will also get those in oh lovely it's very exciting isn't it yeah we're nothing if not interactive. Exactly. Okay, so you ready to hear what the plot device has for you this week, Matthew? I am buzzing. Let's give it a spin. Okay, so this week, the plot device has given us... Thriller. Thriller. That's interesting. A thriller. Okay. A thriller movie. So again, thriller... We're talking like psychological thriller, like crime yeah. thriller. It's pretty open. The things that are coming to my mind straight away, though, are like, you know, Shutter Island. Yeah, yeah. I think sort of David Fincher sort of territory, like Seven yeah. and yeah. Zodiac Real and dark. stuff like that. Zodiac, yeah, that's, 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 that's really where I'm thinking of it, too. Like even the first couple of Saw films were really kind of psychological thrillers in their own right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, there's, it's definitely a, a wide umbrella is is the thriller umbrella yes i guess we can't really know what what direction to take our thriller in unless we have some film titles to go with it so so jack title number one death in my country death in my country just the one it's making me think of like cormac mccarthy no country for old men that kind of thing yeah yeah title number two rats of a cat rats of a cat rats of a cat Weirdly enough, I get kind of mafia vibes from that. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why. Title number three, The Burning Women. The Burning Women. Yeah. 
So we had the Burning Boy. Yeah, now we've got the Burning Women. We've got burning Women. And there's multiple of these ones, so lots of fire. Tart number four, we've got Silk in the Prophecy. Silk in the Prophecy. Silk in the Prophecy. Okay. And then our final plot device generated title, Curse of the Fog. Curse of the Fog. Curse okay. of the Fog. I like that. Yeah, yeah. There's always something mysterious about fog, isn't there? Cursed fog as well. Even worse. Yeah, it's not just a regular like, oh, I can't really see through that. It's like, oh, I can't really see through it. And also, I've got a bloody curse now, haven't I? <laughs> I've only been bloody cursed. I've only been bloody cursed. Okay, so as we did last week, we're also going to have the final film title as an audience suggestion. So we've had some great stuff in from a whole load of you over the last couple of weeks. So... I have here, let me just count them up. Yeah, because last week we had, what was it, like 10? 10 suggestions to choose from? Yeah, we're now in the 30s. Wow. But I am going to, for the sake of this, I'm just going to halve it. You can have 1 to 16. 1 to 16. You can pick a number between 1 and 16, and that will correspond to one of the titles that one of you lovely people have written in with. Well, in that case, I'm aiming to get my third victory here, so I'm going to go with number three. Okay, Film title number three on the list is, and this is quite this is quite good for a, a maybe slightly different type of thriller. The title is Vodka. Subtitle: I will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. God, that's a long one, isn't it? Yeah, and that was sent in by Samzy Joe. Oh, Samzy, you angel! So thank you very much for that one, Samzy. Uh, that that's that's in the mix. So Vodka, I will tell. The truth, the whole truth, yeah, so, and nothing so the, but the, the truth. So the title is is vodka colon. So it's like a subtitle. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like vodka. So that's you know that that's like the franchise, if you will. <laughs> and, so and then there's been multiple films in the vodka franchise. In the vodka, in the vodka <laughs> anthology. Yeah. So it's vodka colon. I will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Wow, that's wicked. It's very long, but. It's kind of like a Birdman sort of vibe, isn't it? Like Birdman or the long convoluted... Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Well, Jack, I think we all know how this goes at this point. We act like, you know, we can just do what we want with our film genre and our titles. But then our executive producers give us a call. So let's just let's just sit. Let's just sit for a minute and just, just dwell on life let's and its many mysteries. with the pretense. Yes, and just... Just see what our executive producers have for us in in due okay. course. Oh, would you look at that, Jack? I think your phone's ringing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Let me just let me just get that. Whack it let on me, speaker, you, lad. Exceptionally good hearing you've got there. Yeah. Lad. What can I say? What can I say? Okay, picking up now. Hello. Hello, sweetheart. Oh, hello. You sound happy. I do. It's me, Deborah. Hello, Deborah. Yeah, you know me, Deborah. Yeah, to what do I owe the pleasure, Deborah? Uh, so, I've heard you're making a thriller. I am making a thriller, yeah. Oh, amazing, amazing. Well, Jack, as you know, in my spare time, I run an amateur dramatic society, don't I? You do, yeah. You know, you know what they're called, don't you? Uh, I'll tell yeah. you what they're called. <laughs> they're called the South End on Sea Stage Fright Players. Do you know why? Why? Well, it's an all-inclusive amateur dramatic society for people that are absolutely terrified of performing. Um, well, I thought it'd be a really good idea um, if you just cast them all in your film. Because it's a thriller, you know. I just feel like, you know, their natural, lifelong fear of performing just add a whole other 
aspect tension and shit. Right, okay. So, yeah. So and wh- you don't have to pay them either. So, like, you know, more budget elsewhere, innit? I'm sure Equity would have something to say about that. But don't, No, don't, don't worry. I, I spoke to Equity. They were well up for it. Equal opportunities and that. Okay, so can you can you shed a bit of light on what exactly it is they're afraid of? Uh, any aspects of performing. So public speaking, um, remembering blocking... Uh, remembering the lines at least 20% correctly, uh, remembering them in the right order, um, just basically any aspect of, of stagecraft, like, they're just scared of it. Right. Just, that... but, they, but they really like the tea and biscuits, you know, every rehearsal. So right. stagecraft, that's fine, because, you know, this is a film. So, you know, we can kind Oh, yeah, of... but it translates to they've got no screen. Uh, in fact, they're actually a bit more nervous. <laughs> Actually, a bit nervous because they've never done screen before. So, um, yeah, they'd probably be even more terrified of doing that, like remembering where their marks are and not to look at the camera. Who's and, Mark? Um, oh, Mark. Mark is one of the most uh, <laughs> severely affected by stage fright. Oh, they're um, always losing marks. They can't find. They can't. Yeah, find he's, he's always. You know, he always ends up running to the loo. That's if he hasn't just immediately pissed himself out of fear. So, okay, so that's something I've got to watch out for as well. Then. Yeah, watch out for Mark, bless him. But he's probably one of the more talented. You know, he's got something there. Just he's he's shit scared. <laughs> <laughs> he's shit scared of his own ability. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, thank you so much for for sorting this out for me. Deborah. That's all right. That's all right. You know what they say: you get what you pay for. Exactly, and exactly. And we're literally paying nothing for this. So, yeah. So they do they do span a wide variety of age ranges as well. So you've got lots of scope for characters. Um, oh, they lovely. Just, they just won't be able to play them very well because, again, they're, they're, they're just scared of, of, of the art form. <laughs> okay. Right, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm all for... I mean, I'm not all for this, really, but I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can with what I'm given. So, what can you? What was it again? The South End. The South End on Sea Stage Fright Players. Stage Fright Players. Okay. Well, I'll incorporate as many of them in as possible. Great, because there's 34 of them to there's choose 34 from. Of, that's the, well, well, yeah, because obviously, because everyone's got stage fright, we have to cast like three understudies for each part. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, well, I'll get as many of those in as I can. But they, I don't can't... All have to, they don't all have to have speaking oh, lines, don't oh, worry. Good. In good. fact, most of them will be perfectly happy not to say anything at all. Okay, okay, great. Well, I, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's, um, that's, that's all in order. Debs, thank you very much for that. And I'll, oh, that's um, right. I'll, I'll send over what I've got for you as soon as I can. Great, thanks, babe. Right, bye, bye. 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 Well, I mean, there's worse things that could have happened. Frankly. Yeah. There's yeah, it's not things. the end of the world, is it? Yeah. I mean, I, if I if I can manage with Harold, I can manage with anything. Exactly. Frankly. What's what's one person with no basic acting ability versus, you know, 34? All of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt, what is, what is that rumbling coming from outside of your house? No, it's probably just my phone on vibrate. That's all that I is. don't think it is. I think it's some kind of... Oh my god, the wall's been blown in! Oh is no! That, is that a DeLorean? I guess it must be. It must be a DeLorean. Great Scott! Oh, it's it's Doc Emmett Brown. It, it, 
It's me, Doc Emmett Brown, as you just said. <laughs> hey up, mate. Uh, to, to what do I owe the pleasure? It works! Oh, Maddie, it works! Um, do, do you know what doesn't work? My, my water anymore, because you just blown through the wall and took out some pipes with you. I, I hope you're going to pay for that. Just shut up for a second and, and listen to me speak. Okay, uh, I've just come back from the year 1864, and I need someone to document specifically the things that happened in 1864. Go on then, what happened in 1864? I don't know. You have to look that up yourself. <laughs> but you've just, you've just come from 1864. Why do you not know what just happened? I had to escape very quickly, Maddie. Why? What was happening? Uh, <laughs> violence! <laughs> Vi- violence everywhere, Maddie. Okay, there's violence everywhere. Okay, where? what location in 1864 are we talking here? All of them, Maddie. All of them. Everything that happened in 1864. Uh, okay, okay, I've, I've distilled it down to its, uh, its most basic form. You need to make a film but it needs to incorporate historical events from the year 1864. Okay. In whatever manner you deem that worthy, but I want to see specific events from 1864 appearing in your thriller film. I think you need to call off the time travel for a bit, Doc. It's it's messing you up, mate. Where's Marty? Uh, he died of the American Civil War. You took him from the 80s into the, the American Civil War. 80s, so... 18s, what's the difference? It was a thing that had already happened. It, it was played a pivotal part. What do you mean a pivotal part? Because it had already been won in his timeline, and he was very much alive and skateboarding uh, it, and doing all it's that ti- stuff. It's time paradox stuff you wouldn't understand, Maddie. I'd, I, I'll teach you one day. I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn, Doc. Like, after this film's done, I don't want anything to do with you. Oh, great, Unless Scott! It's to do my, with... my, my, my watch is, is, is going. <laughs> I've got to get out of here. Right, gr- great. Well, I'll send you an invoice for the wall. Okay. So, I'll be back to check on you, Maddie! I don't want you to. Whoa! I don't want you to. Just... I feel like you've got the... <laughs> I've definitely got the short straw here. <laughs> Your straw's massive in comparison <laughs> to mine. Uh, well... I mean, you. Uh, I'm sure I have every faith in you that you can you can incorporate some great, great events from the Please year 1864. Do you know when you said thriller? I thought you know what? Don't have to do any research. It can all just be easy stuff of my own, my own composition. But no, that's no fun at all, though, is it? Thank God Doc was here to to spice things up. I bet that's exactly what Marty McFly felt when he died on the battlefield. <laughs> When he bled out. <laughs> in a in... war that had already been fought and won <laughs> centuries before his existence. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we're creating a thriller film, and we've got some great titles and some great requests. With the power of editing. See you in a couple of seconds. <laughs> And welcome back to Mockbusters. How did you get on with that, Matt? Well, Jack, disaster struck once more, but for myself this time. So do you know how last week uh, you got halfway through and you lost everything? Same here this week, mate. God, that's painful. That's painful. But you, you managed to get it all remade. Yeah, having said that, I managed to bounce back and get it all sorted. Just because I, I sort of ran out of time, I, I, I kind of lost the vetting process. So it's a very full trailer you've got this week. Um, it just might be full of shit. So I had a similar experience in that I listened to mine today and I wish that it had been deleted um, <laughs> because 
I I just don't know why I made it. Well, we we are setting the bar so low right now, and it's not like we've only got one guest to impress this week. No, in a Mockbusters first, we have double trouble. We have with us some very special guests, some very uh, and I have to say I've listened to a few episodes of the podcast now, and both incredible voices. It's the Ooh. cast of Literal Literature. Sam Sheldon and Howard Greater. How are you guys? Hello. I'm very good, thank you. See, listen to that pair of voices. Isn't that a delight? Aren't they lovely? That's very sweet of you to say. Thank you. Oh, yes, thank you. (laughs) Put an explicit rating on this episode. (laughs) So, guys, can you just quickly uh, talk us through what Literal Literature is as a podcast? Uh, Literal Literature. It's where we judge books by their covers. So we take a, a piece of literary work... Stuff that we've done has included, you know, Moby Dick, Little Women, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, we take that title and then we sort of interpret it quite literally and then make a, a bullshit funny play uh, based on that title and uh, have a bit of a laugh doing it. Do some funny voices and uh, <laughs> just generally mess about. <laughs> so, for example, on your most recent episode where you did Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. do you want to like just very quickly explain what the premise of that one was? Because I really did enjoy that. <laughs> Oh, that's kind. Of, yeah, that was that was my one. I did that. Um, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. It was uh, about a man who really liked a, uh, a fictional sci-fi show called The Jaunty Space Adventures of Detective Inspector Grey. Uh, and there's there's fifty people have played different versions of Inspector Grey. They've all had shades. There are fifty shades of grey, and he's uh, trying to. Um, collect all of all of the, that memorabilia and he meets some very saucy characters along the way and uh, he gets into all sorts of uh, sexual scrapes doesn't he sam <laughs> yeah that's that's one way of saying it for sure Sa- <laughs> saucy scrapes wow uh, saucy sexy scrapes saucy trampoline i seem to recall yeah well. yeah, yeah, yeah you got yeah, the yeah. trampolining there's there's so many uh, saucy escapades you can find yourself in jack which is what i learned <laughs> during the process i think what we're saying uh, is that it's saucy <laughs> <laughs> onto this saucy podcast oh yes uh, in the seventh Ooh. episode we have been given a genre and a selection of film titles that we need to uh, create a brand new trailer for. Matt, do you want to tell them what genre we had this week? Yes, so it's a pretty broad one this week, Mm. but it's an exciting one nonetheless. This week, we were given the genre of... Thriller. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, Obviously, that's a pretty broad genre. Like, you've got anything from action thriller, psychological thriller, um, sci-fi thriller... If it if it thrills you, it's probably a thriller. So yeah. saucy thriller. Bob's your uncle. Yeah, I love that, and lovely, that's lovely. my favourite genre. So I'm, oh, I am very very excited. Oh, the stars have aligned. Given the broad nature of it, then you would assume that the the titles that that you that you that you've been generated uh, would have worked very well. Is that right? Yes. So Jack, do you want to take it away with the pretty wide selection? Of titles that we had this week. Yeah, so we had five titles that were generated by our in-house plot device, and then we had one that was sent in by our audience uh, that we randomly picked. So the thrillers we had were Death in My Country. Ooh. We had Death in My Country. Rats of a Cat. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me. That re- that sounds like that was written by a dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the plot device varies dramatically on whether it creates functioning titles or just sort of 
takes a connect a collection of word and just sort of just rams them together. Yeah, right. That's cool. I like it. The third title we had was The Burning Women. <laughs> okay. The fourth title we had was Silk in the Prophecy. Ooh. Oh my that's so Silk good. Silk in the Prophecy. Something a bit saucy about that. That di- yeah, I, I was going to that's why it's tickled my button. There. Well, there was one <laughs> thing I wanted to achieve by the end of this podcast and it was to tickle Sam's button. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's the sound bite for this week's episode sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and the fifth title we had was Curse of the Fog. Ooh. Curse See, that that would be fog. like a legit like B movie, I'd mm. say. It's quite Stephen King, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did he do The Mist or something? He did, the he mist. did yeah, indeed, yeah. Or did he do The Fog? Or did he do both? That was uh, Carpenter. John Carpenter did The oh, Fog, course, if I remember correctly. Really? See, this is why it pays to have people with, uh, with a literature-based knowledge. Yeah, exactly. You can tell us about... That's it. Oh yeah, I mean, we stuff. should we should we should explain that neither of us know anything about books. <laughs> <laughs> and the final title that we had was the one that we randomly drew from audience suggestions. It's vodka as a, as the main title. Right. Vodka colon. Mm-hmm. I will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> so we we figured this this implies yeah. that vodka is a pre existing franchise. Yep. And and this is the latest instalment. Yeah. So, out of those titles, guys, is there are there any that are particularly you know calling to you that you know you really wish that those were the ones that you'd want to see? Well, the, the rat and the cat one was definitely. <laughs> what was the what was it again specifically? Uh, rat- rats of a cat. Rats of a cat. Just. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'd quite like to see what you do with the burning women as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's. I would say that that's quite tricky territory to to, to tread. Well, I was, was going to say, don't isolate that as a soundbite for God's sake. Just Howard saying, I would like to see what you do with the burning women. Won't come across very well. Well, it's funny because the first episode that we did, the title that both of us chose was yes. Burning Boy. Yeah, burning burning so Boy. Yeah. The plot device has got a thing about people being on fire. Um, <laughs> But this is this one's this one's twice the bang for your book because it's not just one burning person; no. it's burning women, which yeah, implies yeah. there's mul- yeah. there's at least two. There's load of them, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon there's a whole village. But just when we thought we we had it all figured out, it was all going to be simple. Of course, yep. we got phone calls from our executive producers. Oh, oh, uh, Jack, no. Jack, you had you had a lady called Deborah call you up, didn't you? I did. I had I had good old Debbie call <laughs> me up from the South End on Sea Stage Fright Players, um, which yeah. is a very ill reputed um, amateur dramatic group in <laughs> South End. Right. Uh, most notably because they allow absolutely anybody in and pretty much all of them are crippled by uh, stage fright. Oh, yeah, because of the title. Yeah, got it. It's quite a large company as well, isn't it, Jack? <laughs> yes, there's, um, there's, there's 34 of them. Wow. As long as, as you're just shit scared of going on stage and performing. <laughs> you must like, be terrified come on in. of performing. Yeah, yeah, as long as you can barely speak on camera. Um, I think she mentioned a specific member yeah, it was of Mark, the wasn't players it? called Mark, who frequently pisses himself. Oh. But I've got a lot. Uh, there's, there's Basically, there's a lot of stage fright-ridden kids in there. <laughs> or, or is there? May, maybe I've... Um, Maybe I fucked it off again, like I did last. <laughs> I was going to say last after time. the whole Welsh fiasco oh, of last yeah, week, yeah. I would, I'd like to think that you would keep a bit closer to the uh, to what's been asked of you, Jack. Well, I'm a, but I'm just a mere guest, though. Yeah, I shouldn't exactly. be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm an anarchist, though, Sam. I, I mean, to be fair, it. Sam, Lasergate has affected us all. <laughs> and, you know, 
And Matt, you had a call from a very special Oh, no, it wasn't person, a call. Um, I did leave my phone on, you know, just because the sound design has been getting a bit complex <laughs> over the years. So I just thought... No. But no, um, crashing through my wall in his DeLorean was none other than Doc Emmett Brown. Oh, my God. Oh, That's yes. Franchise. Lucky. Uh, notably without Marty McFly, who uh, it was revealed... Uh, was brutally killed uh, in the American <laughs> Civil War where Doc Emmett Brown had just returned from. So he'd just returned from the year 1864 <laughs> and he was just absolutely flabbergasted by the sheer amount of events that happened worldwide in that specific year um, that my thriller had to heavily detail um, <laughs> all the events of 1864, basically. That's amazing. Um, wow. So it's very specific. I had very little wiggle room with that, but um, I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've and done... he had researched that year heavily in advance, hadn't he? Yeah. Just to check that well, something I've... happened. He'd, he'd heavily researched it. Um, and of course, had just, just been there. Yeah. But for some reason, when I pressed him on what things happened, <laughs> he couldn't specify anything other than Marty was horrifically killed on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> so so half, half my time putting this film together was just researching all the things that happened in 1864. And, you know, there was a fair bit, to be fair. So, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. A bumper year. So, with that all in mind, gentlemen, yeah. whose trailer would you like to hear first? Um, Sam, can I talk to you over here for a minute? Yeah, go, yeah, come on, come on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which one do you think we should listen to first? Oh. Well, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm still very wary of Jack, and I, I feel like... Maybe we should get him to go first, just to see if he has proven himself. Yeah, to actually stay on point this time around. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think. I think we owe it to to the fans of this podcast absolutely. to yeah, to let Jack get out there. He sort of needs all the help he can get. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. okay. Cool. Uh, I think we'll go for for for. I don't know if it's soft J. Yark, Yark, is it? Am I saying that right? Yark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, that's that's the one. That's the yeah. One. We'd love to hear yours, please. <laughs> Mine first, Be- best for first, right? That was the reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, you weren't listening, okay. were you? Okay. You were you were over no, no, the other side of the room. We, so. As I said, yeah, we went over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. The following film contains scenes of a nervous nature and piss. The courts were in a mess. I s- swear to tell the whole truth and nof- nothing. No, but the truth. Jury's intimidated by the gangs. Can you tell the last time you saw a gang? No, I don't remember. Desperate times call for desperate measures. A new legislation called for all courtroom proceedings to proceed while absolutely off your fucking bonds. Vodka. Liquid confidence. The booze started flowing, and so did the testimony. Before long, almost the whole gang was behind bars. It was the biggest shake-up Southend had ever seen. That's the one. He's the one that fucking robbed the big Tesco's down. Any, anyone got any crisps? But changes don't come without a price. And all that alcohol's got to go somewhere. The prosecution would like to request an interval because, well, Mark, Mark has pissed himself. Sorry. They started sending the jury on regular toilet breaks. And that's when it started. That's when they started. The perfect crime designed to intimidate the jury at their most vulnerable. I'm just going to unzip my trousers and go for a pee. Peeing now. And out of the shadows, a phantom, a dark spirit. Hello. Who are you? Wait, no, don't do <laughs> No, don't do that. Embrace it. <laughs> I can't aim. It's, it's going everywhere. Out of the toilet bowl, into the fire. 
the peace tickler. No! I heard if you testify against the gang, the piss tickler gets you. Jury running scared. I'm sorry, I just can't risk giving a statement. I'm wearing flip-flops. If the jury could please have another Jägerbomb now. I'm sorry, I won't drink another drop more. I can't afford to need the bathroom again. I'm wearing a play suit. That's a nice piss you're having. Be ashamed if someone tickled it. <laughs> Who was this man? What did he want? And who could stop him? I'll go like I, 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 I already pissed myself, didn't I? So it doesn't really matter to me. You think you can stop me? Well, you'll always need to pee. I swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Part one in the vodka anthology. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could explain it. I just don't know. Oh, my God. So, of course, Jack, this so, so this is an adaptation of the long-running comic book series, uh, The Adventures of the Piss Tickler. Is that right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He originated, actually, in the early 50s. He was, he was, a, he was a famous, um, famous oh, of course. cartoon As villain, we all yeah. know. As we all know. Of yeah. course. Yeah. 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 The, piss, the Piss Tickler. The Piss Tickler. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think I still think my my favourite line from that whole thing was that I think if, I think this is right. That's a nice piss you're having. It'd be a shame if somebody were to tickle it. Yeah. <laughs> which is of course which was of course the tagline of the comic book series, wasn't it? Yeah. As we all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got that framed. <laughs> that particular episode's up here on the wall. Yeah. I really think that you've yeah you've 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 kept you've kept to the to the spirit of that of of, of your um source material. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah, so so I feel I should I should flag a couple of things because I mean obviously I the reason why I I chose to go this this route with the South mm. End Stage Fright players was because um, the thirty four of them play very excellently into the jury setup. Yes, that's true. You know they they, yeah. they all make up the entirety of the jury. One way that we could easily counteract some of their stage fright was was to use the premise of the film to our advantage. So the whole point of the film is that the the, the jury are absolutely sloshed the entire time. Yeah, as were oh, the, of as were the actors. So they were actually drunk uh, on set. What did Equity say about that? Uh, well, Equity um, were more pleased about that because initially, I, I'm sure you remember. Uh, that it was specified that we didn't even have to pay them. Mm. <laughs> yes, that is a good point. Yeah, and equity seemed to be fine with that. So I thought I would bend the rules somewhat further and uh, intoxicate them all with hard liquor. Sure, sure, that's that fair. makes sense. That's only yeah, fair. Yeah. Just a quick note on, you know, being inclusive. I couldn't help but notice the narrator seemed very, very sure and very certain and didn't seem to suffer from any symptoms of stage fright whatsoever. Oh, so That's um, a good point. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, just, I'd like to raise that issue with you. That, that was probably the most prominent voice in the entire picture and it wasn't given to one of the members of the stage fright players. Why is that? Mm. It wasn't specified that all of them had to, uh, had to be from the stage fright players. So what I did was I got in um, Martin Kemp to uh, ah. to to narrate the picture he he was really the glue that bound all of the stage fright players together they needed an experienced hand to guide them through with a sort of gruff cockney threat of violence and sure. i think i need to ask just for the sake of you know the little guy how are your production assistants holding up having to have mop all that piss yeah well i'll tell you something um Please. We actually started in the original concept. Um, it was going to be called. It was going to be the beer franchise. Uh huh. Um, right. It was going to be the beer franchise rather than the vodka franchise. But as you know, as we found out very early on into production, beer produces far too much piss. 
Yeah, oh, okay. Of course, it, of course. You know, it was way too much. So we scaled that back to vodka to reduce the volumes and just reduce the kind of stress levels on the production team. That's um, fair and enough. also Michael Sheen, who plays the piss tickler, was also just um he he was he was plastered all the time and you know, it was too much. <laughs> so the piss tickler is pissed as well. Uh, no, sorry, I mean plastered with piss. Uh, physically oh, I see. Plastered, <laughs> head, right, head, head to toe. Yeah. Jack, um, could you could you tell us a bit a, a bit more about the 4D screenings you're planning? So these are the the, <laughs> uh, the immersive uh, screenings where actual piss is shot from the ceilings and chairs uh, of the cinema auditorium. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> Of course I can. <laughs> the piss was provided by a team of dedicated volunteers. Who <laughs> so piss night- artists. Piss artists, oh. yes. Hey, I just look say, at that. Absolute lovely stuff. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage it, really. Oh, come on. Come on. We might as well pack up and go home now. This, Wait, this is done. <laughs> Yep, yep. Dedicated piss artists who, who you know, we collected in big vats um, in Cineworlds across the country. So you know, there you go. That's nice. And I assume go. that I assume that all the piss artists have been COVID tested. Otherwise, you're going to have <laughs> oh yeah a, a scandal on your hands. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. The piss was collected at least nine months ago. So oh, oh it's just really allowed itself to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, We're in safe. It means we. It means Territory. we can use a lot less of it as well, because obviously it's a lot riper. Mm. And, um, you know, it, you can go a lot further with... with for God's <laughs> sake, Matt. <laughs> this is disgusting already. It's beautiful uh, stuff. It's beautiful stuff. Excellent. Beautiful. Right, Jack, thank you so much for sharing your, <laughs> your piss-soaked vision with us. It was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, And now for something completely different. So, (gasps) it is time for you all to witness now my thriller. Ooh. Winter. 1984. You're listening to Non-Stop Party Rock. Don't forget to get milk from the Shop FM. It is 1984, and just a quick weather update for you. It's foggy as fuck out there today, so drive safe. One man, alone in the night. His fog lights recently failed their MOT. Oh, I can't see shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. Are you okay, mate? You must drive me to the hospital. Oh, I don't know, mate. I'm not really going that way. Then you have chosen my curse. Oh, shit. Well, in that case... You must learn to save others if you wish to save yourself. No, no, really. Sorry, mate. Let the fog cause you bother. Take you back to a time of tragedy and war. May you not return until you save another. In the eventful year, 1864. Shit! In a thrilling journey through history... He must learn to put others before himself. Where am I? You're in Sheffield, lad. And the Dale Dark Dam is broken. Now there's a great bastard flood. Quick, take me daughter. I've sprained my ankle, so I'm just going to let myself die. Chop, chop, you lazy bastard. Okay, let's go. Daddy! Don't worry about me, lass. I'll be fine. He'll have to commit a selfless act in every single event that happened in 1864. Where am I now? We're deliberating on whether a man should be executed for bowling over arm in cricket. But why don't we just legalise it? Oh shit, that's a brilliant idea. He'll have his part to play. Oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, no brewery will accept my beer recipe. Oh, why don't you start your own? That's not a bad idea. 
Yes, I, Gerard Adrian Heineken, will launch my own brewery. Jesus, how many more things happened in 1864? Help open Charing Cross Station. Launch the City of Adelaide ship from Sunderland. Fight in literally every single battle of the American Civil War. <sighs> Where am I? It's the Civil War. I've been shot. You gotta help me. Uh, which side are you on? Why, the Confederacy. Ah, uh, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna hit you with this rock. Will he shape a better world? And it's a tie. The presidential election between Abraham Lincoln and George B. McClellan is a total tie. Oh, if only there was a single person amongst us that hasn't voted yet. That would very easily decide who should become president in 1864. Oh, if only. If only one man were here right now. Not a woman, though. No, no, we can't allow the women to vote. <laughs> That's a ridiculous notion at this stage of history. Uh, so it must be a single man. A single man to decide who should be president. Because otherwise, I, I don't know what to do in this situation. We can't have two presidents. That would be madness. Seriously. Oh, what an unprecedented situation we find ourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. If only there was one citizen here. Literally anyone. Just a single vote. As long as they're a man. Even a British man. Come on. Anyone. Look, nobody's going home until we've sorted this. Uh, I could do this all night if needs be. Oh, have you voted, sir? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll vote for Lincoln. Oh, yes, my G. Featuring original music from Huey Lewis and the News. Civil War 64, Lincoln with the boat. Hannigan Brewery, city of Adelaide is a boat. He hit a man, didn't feel bad, now he's got a curse to live. Traffic time, saving lives, every event that's on the list. Jumping time like a frog, redemption is such a slog. But this man's gotta live, the curse of the fog. Curse of the fog. Coming soon. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Amazing. Lewis and I the told news. you. I told you it was full. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the next. Um, we didn't start the fire. Billy Joel classic. Huey <laughs> 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 Lewis and the events of eighteen sixty four. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, oh I mean, Huey just Huey just laid it down. Um, luckily, <laughs> Huey Lewis actually. It's a little known fact about Huey Lewis. He yeah. has a PhD in the events of eighteen sixty four. Oh, there you and we go. Didn't, we wow. didn't realise till he was in the studio. It was. It was perfect timing. Um, so I'm really thankful that Doc Emmett Brown, um, you know, linked us together and, and got that, sure. that role in. Hey, but yeah, guys, yeah. guys, Who's shouldn't the, uh... they now be called Huey Lewis and the old news? <laughs> oh, come on. Sammy, Sammy oh, yeah. come, come on. Come on, everyone. The, what's the, the, what's the, the name of the Ghostbusters guy? What's his name? Uh, oh, is uh, it Ray Parker Jr.? Ray Parker Jr. So Ray Parker Jr., uh, he also has a degree in in that, but he copied Huey Lewis. Yeah, uh, yeah. He just he just he just copied the answers. That's yeah, exactly yeah, what he, he just... did. <laughs> he weirdly enough, he also submitted uh, a, a, a version of Curse of the Fog as well, um, and it sounded almost exactly the same, but just not quite as You're good. Joking. And he did just keep yelling Ghostbusters over <laughs> it. <as well. laughs> that guy just can't. He just can't he let just, it go. He just cannot. He physically, it's like a tick. Like he just yeah. has to shout Ghostbusters. It's on mad. It's absolutely crazy. Oh so my I've god. I've got a, a bit of a question. So obviously you included a lot of those, a lot of the events of 1864. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what your decision-making process was behind omitting James Clark Maxwell presenting here's a dynamical theory of the electromagnetic field to the Royal Society. Um, 
Well, see, this is the thing: is is we filmed yeah, it. Uh, we we did film it. <laughs> yeah. We we filmed it. You know, it was in the can and everything. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, I can't name the actor for legal reasons. But you know, there was a bit of controversy surrounding the subject. And at this point, because we filmed every other single event that happens in 1864, yeah. and the budget was through the roof, and Christopher Plummer was busy, so we couldn't hire him to replace the actor this time. <laughs> um, so we, unfortunately, we just had to let it slide. We just had to let that event pass, which I know is going to disappoint um, a lot of fans of that thing that happened. <laughs> um, but you know, um, it just it, it was it was a necessary evil, I'm afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Following on to with following on with the music stuff as well. Um, <laughs> I I, uh, I heard that um, you had Paul McCartney was very much interested in 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 um, singing a song called 1864. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then but then what something got in the way? It was uh, it, was it legal legal battles or just no? A, it was it was Ringo. Ringo physically got in the way. Uh, he, he so he was walking to the station. Uh, to the studio even and Ringo Starr just happened to be walking the other way yeah. and they were just kind of on the pavement and you know they were like oh Ringo really good to see you he was like oh yeah yeah hello mate oh sorry and then just kind of got stuck for ages oh. um, but as we all know about Ringo Starr like he's, his timing's impeccable so every time Paul went one <laughs> way Ringo was there and yeah. um, unfortunately they both passed away um, as a result of, of, the, of, of the standoff wait are we uh, now so- just announcing on this podcast that Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are dead uh, yes, yes. You heard it here wow. first, folks. Oh, God. Oh, they, they, well, they passed away. <laughs> what, what a legacy your movie has I know. Now. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Seen off the remaining Beatles. <laughs> what What could have been? But, you know, Huey Lewis. Everything, ha- everything ama- happens for a reason. Yeah. So. I don't know what it was about that, but that Huey Lewis in the news bit obliterated all my memory of everything that came before it because it, once again, tickled my button. So, <laughs> so that's actually that's actually the effect. So, as we know, in the opening of Back to the Future, yes. we hear "Power of Love" by Huey Lewis in the news. Mm-hmm. That's how this film starts: is with uh, "Curse of the Fog" by Huey Lewis in the news. So that plays at the beginning, and it obliterates what everyone already knew about 1864. Right, so right, they can right. relearn it again. You know, it's it's giving people the that that amazing feeling of of learning all this for the first time once yeah. over again. Do you remember where you were when I when you first learned about 1864? I do. <laughs> I was well, um, so this is the things I don't anymore because I've heard the song. Yeah. So it's yeah. been wiped. You know. So now it's just the film for me. Everything's mm. changed. Yeah. Can I just be reminded of <laughs> what the film's called again? Uh, Curse of the Fog. Curse of the Fog. That's it. Yes. Um, and how much was that featured? The actual Curse of the Fog. I'm, sure I'm remembering a lot about 1864. It's at the, at the beginning of the car crash, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at the yeah. very beginning... Oh, it was quite uh, foggy, lead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, our lead protagonist, uh, as portrayed by Jason Statham... Oh, yeah. Um, Again! He was driving through a very thick fog. We've got a great working relationship. I was going to say, this is, this is like becoming that. quite the, fix, the regular fixture for you. This is impressive. You're like Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah! I love that. He is your Johnny him. Depp. That is he so gets good. results. That's exactly. Nice, so anyway, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's driving through a, a very thick fog, um, and he hits he hits a mysterious man um, oh, yeah. who is played by uh, a CGI'd Bella Lugosi, um, <laughs> uh, who 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 played Dracula uh, a very long time ago. Uh, yeah, we did the whole Peter Cushing thing um, because we we couldn't picture anyone else that could have given us. Uh, who, who was the? Man. If I if I if may ask, who was the unknown who you plastered the CGI face over? We we should give them a a shout out. A shout out. We should. We should actually. <laughs> it was Mark, wasn't it? 
it was it was Mark of the Stage Fright players. Weirdly oh, enough, the minute well, there you go. the minute he gets a mocap suit on and he's told, yeah. "Look, mate, you're going to have Bella Lugosi's face on," he was like, oh, "Brilliant, I'm in. brilliant." <laughs> And he only soaked one mocap suit in his oh, own mate. piss. Wow. So, that guy, see, that is, yeah. that and is, comes let's just from give a round of applause obscurity. to Mark. He's moved on. He's, it's amazing. When, when he's given the right director, the things Mark can do are just out of this world. Yeah. But yeah, so the mysterious man places a curse on Jason Statham's character because he didn't want to take him to the hospital. And so says, Look, right, you know, this, I'm going to curse this fog and it's going to send you back in time. And until you've done a good thing in every single event of 1864, you can't come back. Right. So. Um, is, is someone being haunted by a, by a ghost dog? It's me. <laughs> okay, right. You can, you can, I'm, I'm just going to stay silent and you guys can just edit me out. <laughs> I'll it's, wait till he stops. It's fine. We're not, we're not running that kind of a yeah, slick sorry, operation right. here, Sam. It's, mm. What I'll do, Sam, is I will put more dogs in. Yeah. It's like we've, we've all set our, do- our dogs off. Yeah. Oh, well, he's really quiet. having a go at it. What's going on? Howard, is, is that a lion in your room? <laughs> <laughs> Down, Sheba. <laughs> so now we're at the part of the podcast where we're going to go and do the pitch fight. Yeah. Now, with everything that you've heard so far, is there a particular film you want to hear the pitch for first or second? Uh, Sam, can I talk to you over here for a minute? Yeah, yeah, okay. Hi. What do you reckon we should hear first, mate? Well, I, th- I think maybe it's it's only fair that we we give Jack the first one because he went first, and we've all, we've just heard Matt talking about it, and you know. I'm okay, so we're just sort of setting a precedent, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jack exactly. goes first. Just yeah. keep the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, we'll we'll go for Jack first. Ah, okay. Wise decision. Wise decision. Three, two, one. Okay. You all want to know who the piss tickler is. And the only way that you're going to find out who the piss tickler is is by backing this film and giving me the title this week. Do you want more Jason Statham? We've had Jason Statham how many times now? How much can Jason Statham really convey? I've only ever seen him convey a handful of uh, a handful of emotions. He's better at using his fists for punching and not his face for acting. Time. Oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was impassioned stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, now now for my rebuttal. So three, two, one. I'm just going to ignore everything Jack said because I'm not here to drag someone else's film down. I'm here to promote mine. Huey Lewis, history, time travel, CGI Bella Lugosi. (laughs) It's got everything from 1864. Yes, it's a long film, but it's not going to feel like a long film. It's going to feel like an event. When you watch Lord of the Rings, do you think, oh, this drags on a bit? Or do you go, man, I love this, and I love the extended edition even more? Well, that's what you've got to look forward to. A complete thrill ride. Time. Wow. I see you've learned Mm. from your your previous issues of dragging my film and taking the high ground this time. (laughs) I'm I'm here to make art, and I'm here to play the game, and... Winners focus on themselves. Lovely. Losers wow. focus on dragging others down. What a beautiful mm. sentiment. So you've only really just recently stopped becoming a loser, is that correct? <laughs> I'm not here to drag myself down with petty politics. You know, I'm here to let my art speak for itself. So, now that you've heard both of our pitches... <laughs> now that you've heard both of our pitches, um, I believe the current scoreline... What is the current scoreline? Uh, it is 4-2 in your favour. Ooh. So, do you guys want to take a quick moment to confer? I think we should. Let's Absolutely. do it. 
Now, Sam, we're on our own. Here we're we are. We're on our own, by ourselves. Now, Howard, I don't know about you, but I was almost, I think I was, it, it, on the initial listens, I think I was almost swayed by the piss tickling. Mm-hmm. However, Matt made a very good case. That was yeah. quite an impassioned uh, case to us. So what do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, I think, I, you know, I mean... They both showed absolute uh, merit in their field, and I think Absolutely. both would be a, a wonderful movie to watch. That much is clear. Uh, of course. But uh, I think once I, once I remembered <laughs> that uh, Matt's was about fog... Um, of course. I, I, everything else kind of fell into place. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, there are plenty of piss-tickler movies that we can watch. You know, they're ten a penny. <laughs> but how many uh, 1865... 64... Uh, movies. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's the sequel. <laughs> that's going next year. So Huey Lewis in the news. That was what a what a draw. I mean, oh, a stroke of genius. Bring them in. That guy. That guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I Hopefully, think... has a cameo like he does in Back to the Future. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Stand up and go. Sorry, boys, you're just too darn loud. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we've made our mind up, don't you? Yep. 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 Perfect. Yep. Yep. Good. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So, gentlemen from. Literal literature, Sam Sheldon and Howard Greater. Who have you decided this week is going to take home the title of Mockbuster? Well, it was a very hard-fought battle, and we loved both of them. But we've decided to go with... Howard, would you like to say who we've decided to go with? No, I want you to... We're going with Matt. Matt, we're going with Matt. Yes! Yes! I'm sorry, oh! Jack. I'm sorry. Beautiful. I'll see defeat it's... this week. I feel like it was a worthy win. It's, it was a it worthy was... win. Thank you. There's a lot of factors. Huey Lewis in the news was a big factor for me yeah, personally. Absolutely. Not necessarily for, I don't know, I can't speak for Howard, but for me, Huey Lewis in the news was a big one. What about you, Howard? Yeah. What do you think? Well, it was, it was a real toss-up. You know, I mean, I like piss, but I like yep. years as well. So <laughs> what, what I like doing? piss, but I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, t- frankly, when Huey came out, I knew I'd lost. It was genuinely, it was quite difficult, because I have tough, to say, the quality of both trailers, and this is genuine, the quality is great, was amazing. So it was hard. Thank you. But yeah, Thank Huey, you it was much. for me, Huey Lewis in the news, unfortunately, was the one that tipped, was what tipped it over the edge. Oh, so. Thank well, you, Well, I hope Huey. you know what you've done now, because every week from now is yeah. going to be Huey Lewis in every <laughs> single trailer. So do you want me, Jason, save them and Huey Well, Lewis. you've got a listener for life over if here, mate. If this has launched the Huey Lewis renaissance, then you're welcome. That's yeah. what I can say. Absolutely. First Matthew McConaughey, then Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and the world thanks you for that. Yeah. Exactly. When you thought 2020 didn't have any good news in it. Oh, it's it. Huey, oh, Lewis, Huey Lewis. The good, the good, good news. news. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all there. We yeah, were all yeah, there, but yeah. we just arrived at different times. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, Sam. Howard, thank you both so much for joining us this oh, week. Oh, no, thank you, guys. Yeah, it's oh, been an absolute yeah. delight, guys. Thank Loved you. it. Yeah. Every minute. Thank you so much. So, let's uh, cast our minds back to literal literature. Um, oh. How can we follow you on your, on your socials? Go on, Howard. Uh, yes, uh, so you can find us on Twitter at uh, literal lit pod. That's capital L, literal, capital L, it, capital P, odd. You can find us on Instagram at literal literature pod. You can email us uh, literal... What is it, mate? Literal Literal literature literature dot- dot podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and you can always find me and Sam uh, climbing 
some big climbing thing in a park or something. That went wrong. Uh, please listen to us. We're Get it out. Of That's where you'll find us. Yeah, so Howard and Sam in play parks near you. Please cut that out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't go well. It didn't go great. Usually it's fine. Um, And Sam, you also also worked on the News Review podcast, did you not? I did, I did. So yeah, so I did the the first six episodes was directing uh, that. And I'm still still there. Uh, So yeah, so no, because we've all been involved with that now, actually. Yeah, we have. have. All four of us. And all four of us have been involved in the stage show. That's how we all know each other. It's crazy. Wow. So there you go. God bless News Review. It's a News Review extravaganza. Anything else either of you would like to would like to plug? Uh, I've I've recently got into cryptic crosswords. They are a laugh, <laughs> so uh, give them a go if you fancy it. So find Howard on all the cryptic crossword <laughs> chat rooms, <laughs> and uh, we'll pop that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, uh, good. Cryptic crosswords. That's you can find. <laughs> You can find them by just Googling it. But we should also say that, as in, like, just the same as Mockbusters, you can find literal literature wherever you get your podcasts. Literally, if Lovely. you say to yourself, huh, I should listen to a podcast, and you go to your regular place, we'll be there. Mm. We'll be there. Excellent. Excellent. Also important to remember that sometimes we're a lot funnier than we've been today. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I think you've been a right barrel of laugh. That's unless uh, unless I get fed up during the edit and just decide That's to cut it. all the... <laughs> <laughs> cut it all Terrible. <laughs> and you can find us on at Mockbusters Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those places. And yeah, you can also download us on all major podcasting apps. You can send in, if you've got any title suggestions or maybe even any genre selections, yes. you can email us. You can email us. You can email them in to us uh, at mockbusterspodcast at gmail.com. Got anything else to add, Matt, if we finish? Yeah, by the time this, this goes out, will, if we, will we have closed the competition? Oh, yes. Um, the competition will be drawn on the last day of September. Let's say Excellent. that. I've just decided that right this very second. It's going to be done on the last day of September. So Excellent. get your entries in before that time. It's so, so simple. And if you just follow the instructions, you could be in with a chance of creating your own Mockbusters. Ooh. Ooh. Do you want that? That's going to create like, yeah. some direct competition. <laughs> as, as long as they're not as good as ours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they told us to do it. Huey Lewis and Jason Statham are off limits. You can't have them in, in, in your trailers. You can't legally. The world no. doesn't need any more of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they do it. They're quite loyal, aren't they, those two? <laughs> oh, excellent. I, we should also say as well, guys, you're going to be on with us. You're going to be guest oh, starring shit, yeah, in our yes. in our next story as well, which I believe, oh, yeah. as of when this goes out, it'll be this Wednesday. So, yes. yeah. and which which book, which book is that? So that is the Grapes of Wrath. The Grapes of Wrath. Yes. Yeah. So, Steinbeck. Excelente. So, if you want to hear us do some equally silly stuff, oh, then it's very tune silly. Tune in at the Grapes of Wrath. I can't wait. It's going to be lovely. Great. Yeah. Thanks for that, chaps. Yeah. Excellent. Well, until next time, I've been Matthew Biddle. I've been Jack Ayres, and we've been joined by Literal Literature, Sam Sheldon, and Howard Grater. Beautiful. Until the next one. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye now. Bye, bye, bye.